Well, it's been an interesting few days. I suspect in 30 to 50 years when historians get a bit of perspective, they'll look at this point in American history and talk about this week. It is a time of significant distress and division in our land, indeed around the planet. Last night we had a bit of theater that was remarkable in so many ways that you will be late to class if I mention a few. But let's just suggest, suffice it to say that division and deep, deep division was on display. And that event fit into this whole narrative of conflict and division where people well, it could just be said, I can't hear what you're saying because you're shouting so loudly. And then if you throw in the bumbled Iowa caucus in the midst of all that State of the Union and impeachment, and then throw in the coronavirus and all that that brings, wow, what a week we're having. And it's only Wednesday. To quote a great sage from far, far away, the Reverend Obi-Wan Kenobi, <laughs> there's a great disturbance in the force. Whatever's going on in this time, our time, the folks in the future are gonna talk about. Sociologists will analyze the reasons for this breakdown and postulate things. They may even look at what happened and wonder where the religious traditions of the world were and what they did and did not do. While we do not have the benefit of looking back at this moment from a future age for perspective, I'm gonna kinda go out, if you will, on a, a limb here. And it's not gonna surprise those of you who know me well to figure out that somehow I'm going to bring this back to the whole issue of community. Because I believe that we are in the midst of a crisis of community. We're pulling ourselves apart. It's part of the human story as we tell it. Remember Cain and Abel? Remember Babel? David and Bathsheba and Uriah? Perhaps that unnamed Davidic sin in today's Old Testament reading is referring to that. And through the ages, we continue to pull ourselves apart. Now, granted, we get ourselves back together from time to time, sometimes in glorious moments, but it is our human sin. Born out of insecurity and our fears, we push away rather than nurture and embrace. Jim Mathis does it. I hate to tell you, but you all do it. We all do this. We want to be close, but at the same time, we push away. We want to differentiate ourselves and raise ourselves up because of our own insecurity and fears. And here comes Jesus at the heart of the gospel the coming of Jesus Christ. It is his good news of reconciliation 
and restoration that's really the answer to what ails us, that, that things that were cast down are now, even now being raised up. Things which had grown old are now, even now, being raised up, and all things are brought to their perfection through Jesus Christ. And that's what this Jesus movement is really about. We know that this work of transformation, healing, is happening in Jesus. You hear it in the, in the verses before the gospel that Elijah just read. A roof is parted so that Jesus can touch a paralytic brought to him by his friends, brought to him by others, gathered together. We see it happening when a demonic is, is released of the myriad of those who haunt him. It happens to that woman who reaches out in faith and merely touches the hem of his garment. This movement of reconciliation happens when Jesus calls Levi and Simon and James and John and all the rest, and yes, Mary and Martha. Jesus is gender inclusive. <laughs> Healing and restoration happens when people move to Jesus and in doing that move to each other. But then we have a complicator in our story today, don't we? There's a twist. While there has been resistance throughout Jesus' movement in Galilee, now it hits really close to home. Indeed, he is home. He is in his own country. After all that he has done in other places, he hits a wall. Here it is. Insecurity. Fear. They do their devilish work. Where did this man get this? That what wisdom was given to him? And they took offense at him. He's rejected by those who knew him best. You kind of kind of feel the gospel story big thud right there. Those in the presence of Jesus are pushing him away, and he is astonished by their lack of faith. And scripture tells us, right? Love casts out fear. But the opposite can also be true that fear can cast out even the perfect love in Jesus. I can almost close my eyes and visualize the pain on Jesus' face. Prophets are not out with honor, are not without honor except in their home, own hometown and among their own kind and in their own house. Lack of trust, faith, fear, chill the balm of Jesus' words and touch. And we are told he could do no mighty work there except to lay his hands upon a few sick people and heal them. We all get a, a clear dose of the bad news in this story before the profound good news of Jesus on this day, in this time. And, 
And I do think it's good news. I think we have, we make the mistake of making Jesus too little and also making this glorious church have too little an agenda in a dark time. The good news of Jesus Christ is big enough to assuage the bad news of today. In this time of kingdom coming, we live with both the power of Jesus, redemptive power to thwart love, but yeah, we do see places where it's pushing back. And this lesson that we have today reminds us that sometimes that pushback comes very, very close to home. And what's the cure? How do we step into that good news? Well, it's very simple. We keep walking with Jesus. We go in that parade of two by two that we will hear in just the next few verses when Jesus sends us out with the disciples through the ages. And we join that, that movement of redemption and restoration. One conversation, one person, one community at a time. Dear ones, this enterprise that we're involved in here is the work of building the beloved community of Christ in what we do and how we do. But you know that, don't you? Because you do it. You do it when one that we love tragically loses her mother and aunt in a fire and 15 of you plan to go hundreds of miles on Saturday to be with her. You know this because I've seen you in the morning after you spent the night in a hospital room of a friend. You learn this in CPE when you sit with those who have lost someone that they love but see no longer. You know this when you do the hard work in Flamingo of repairing a relationship that is frayed through argument and difference. This is a school of reconciliation and love. We are those who are supposed to speak love. Now, you, you might notice what I didn't say, speak the truth in love. Because I'm afraid sometimes, as wonderful as that expression is, far too often we use that truth as a cudgel. <laughs> and it's, I, I sometimes think, you know, I really I felt the truth, but I don't know where the love is. So I'm going to suggest that part of the, the art of this business of being the community of the beloved is simply working on the beloved part. And knowing that Jesus will show up with the truth and trust that. And as we practice that being, and as we practice sacred conversations with each other in a world that wants to go a very different route, we have the unstoppable power of Jesus Christ to change. And it is that spirit that we come to this table that we, we dare 
to pray over simple things of bread and wine and believe in faith that they become the body and blood of Jesus Christ. And then we, we get even more daring because he told us to do it. And we partake of that bread and that wine. And we believe that we become what we eat. And becoming that, we take his fearless love from this place. The words of the dismissal that Eliza will give at the end of our time don't just sort of send us willy-nilly. They send us together. To do together, two by two, three by three, four by four in class, wherever we go, as community, as the body, to confront the forces that would want to pull us apart. How do I know this? How do we know this? Because Jesus told us so. He said he wants us to be one. And so, dear ones, come gather. Let us come around this table. Let us partake of holy food. and Become the presence, the body of Jesus for a broken world. We can be healers. It is that for which we are called.